You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thanks for being here with me today. I've got a great episode for you guys, but before I get there, I've got to talk about the weekend a little bit. Uh, Not the artist, uh, my weekend, actually. Um, It was a great time, had a lot of fun. I'm sorry that this episode is coming to you a little late if you're on the East Coast and you're uh, used to listening to uh, my voice and my guests uh, every week on the way to work. I apologize. It's coming to you a little late today. Uh, had a hell of a weekend, uh, a lot of fun, uh, you know, Christmas parties, Santa's brunch, and then of course topped off with a great win by my Las Vegas Raiders. Man, I know that that was not a great win, but I will take it. Um, it, it that, that Patriots mo- lateral move, I don't know what the hell they were thinking, but I'll take it because it looked like we were about to blow a lead again. For the what feels like tenth time of the season, and uh, lo and behold, the Patriots let us get a win. So uh, thank you to New England and your uh, Patriots this this year. Really appreciate that win, uh, keeping us uh, our little hopes a little bit better. <laughs> but anyways, back to this episode with Eric Melvin of the band No Effects. I feel like I have a guy from No Effects on each season of uh, Drinks with Johnny here. And last year was Fat Mike. Before that was Eric uh, and uh, Smelly. And then now we got Eric Melvin. Anyways, it was a great time uh, having this chat with Melvin. Uh, we, uh, me, and him, me and him, rather, have become uh, uh, friends over the last couple of years. And uh, it was real fun to have this kind of chat with him where we really just kind of open up about our lives and our and our thoughts and we even got into some things that uh, are going on in no effects from the past and what's going on currently with them as they're setting off to do a 2023 tour and apparently it's going to be their last tour ever um, at least for now so uh, we got into a little bit of that and uh, it was just fun you know this this guy is in, in a band that I have loved since I was 12 years old I've been a big fan of his and his work and uh, it's just cool to be able to sit down now 
as a peer, as a friend, and have this kind of conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Without further ado, here is my chat with the great Eric Melvin. Hey, buddy. How are you today? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm really excited for this uh, this little chat we're having right now because you and I have met a couple times now, but we've never just like sat down and had a real conversation. So I'm looking forward to it. Are you at, are you at home in Encinitas right now? Yeah. Uh-huh. And see, I'm, I'm in my kid's room, actually, <laughs> my son's room. So you have a son and, and uh, twin daughters as well, right? I have two boys two and boy. twin daughters. Two boys and twin daughters. You got four fucking kids now? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. what are their age ranges? Uh, my oldest, that's where I'm at right now. He's 12. Mm. He reads a lot. Yeah, what, what books and, are those? Yeah, I know. They're cool, huh? He likes a lot of fantasy stuff, same same like me, probably same like all kids. He was really into Harry Potter when he was younger, but, um, you know, branched out to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and like anything with wizards and dragons and stuff, which is, yeah, my favorite too. I was just going to ask that you, you said, you mentioned that was your favorite stuff too. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. What, what, what is it uh, that one of your favorites in that, in that genre, I guess? I think it was Lord of the Rings. It still is. It's okay. just like the most, I don't know, just, um, you know, huge world of, of beasts and people types of, I was going to say humans, but there's, you know, there's, you're, what are they? There's like trolls and the orcs, obviously hobbits and orcs. And, yeah. but then you've got Elves. like, yeah, the elves and their whole like their agenda. Yeah, you know, I and, love the um, I love those movies. I'm not a big reader. Uh, for what I I just don't have the attention. I've said it on the show before to, for people listening, but like I like to listen to things. I listen to audiobooks now. Thank God they have those readily available in, in other podcasts and stuff. And that's how I and movies and that's how I retain information. When I read it, it's like. I have to read the same paragraph like three or four times for it to really sink in. And oh, yeah. it's crazy. I'm the same. Yeah. I'm totally the same. <laughs> I, 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 it was easier when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, there was a point where my mom, you know, I was reading Mad Magazine. That was like the, you know, the thing at, then. There's a hundred of those now. But um, yeah. at some point, my mom said, I read this and I think you might like it. And it was The Hobbit. And I started reading it, and I was just like, oh, my God, it was just everything I wanted to, my mind wanted to do, you know. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm the same now. I don't know when that happened, but I'll start reading something, and I'll be like, wait, what was that? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. You know, I'm telling yeah. myself, I'm reading, but I wasn't paying attention to what I was reading. Yeah, like, and, and I like how you uh, you do the same thing. You apologize to yourself. I do the same <laughs> thing in my head. I'm like, what yeah. is that? I don't, I don't understand. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's the drinking over the years that, that's caused that. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least in my really. in my way, in my way. I don't know about yeah. you, but <laughs> we might we might like maybe want more uh, a little we're geared towards like the immediate gratification. So if I start yeah. reading a few words and I'm like not getting it, if it doesn't hook me in the, the beginning of the sentence by the second half of the sentence, I'm not paying attention anymore. <laughs> I love audiobooks too. The huge fan of audiobooks. There was a couple of years where I was doing a lot of driving for the kids to school and back. Right. And, uh, you know, I'd put on an audiobook for them 
uh, on the way to school, on the way home, I'm listening to, you know, an audiobook from me. And uh, uh, it was great. Again, it was the Lord of the Rings. There's an amazing narrator. Um, when you get to that level where the books are so huge, you know, you get like really world class, like they got a great sounding voice and maybe they even go into the different characters' voices, um, you know, so you sound more like an elf or whatever. But um, it was just, yeah. No, that's awesome. Like, yeah, because you riveting. got riveting. Yeah, so your oldest is twelve, and you said your youngest was how old? Well, twelve, and then nine are my two boys, twelve okay. and nine, and then well, he's going to be nine in a couple months, but um, you know that's a big deal when you're nine. Yeah, of course, you're almost nine. Uh, and then my twin girls are five and a half now. Okay, yeah, my my son is five and a half now too. We just started. Uh, yeah. We just did a trip to Vegas, and I, I was just bringing it up because that was our first time listening to Captain Underpants on uh, on Audible on the way home, and I was like, "This is great! Like we're listening to a story together." Together, I, yeah. yeah. Someone else is doing the reading. Yeah, know? exactly. I get to enjoy it too. Yeah, I get to enjoy it too. Dude, I like yeah. how you you mentioned though. There's other voices and stuff when you get up to the caliber because I'm sitting here listening to Captain Underpants which I've read and I'm like, I'm better at reading this than this guy is. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you, you read to your, so wait, your, your oldest or your only, only or my is, only child is, uh, yeah. is a five and a half year old boy. And yeah, I, I've been reading literally since birth. I, I, I read to him, uh, at night, you know, like, but it was just, I mean, obviously yeah. at birth he didn't retain anything. I, I don't think, you know, but like, yeah, sure. you have like the yeah. like three word yeah. pages and stuff like that to begin with. And now he's, now he's starting to uh, get the concepts of humor and stuff, so he likes Captain Underpants. He likes a few other things, you know. So yeah. It's, uh, oh, so things. great. I love being a dad. I love being a dad. Changed my world. Changed my life, for sure. Like, it's for real. It yeah. really does. It's without, Yeah, that's pretty obvious, I guess. But <laughs> in, um, in, like, the best ways, you know, I've wondered yeah. so many times just how was my life, you know, how was it? fulfilling then you know and i was just thinking about going to the next bar seeing friends and bands i mean i guess that was that was great in my mm -hmm. teens and 20s and even into my 30s but it just like experiencing life again through their eyes and looking at things again like why why is that you know why is it important to go to bed on time or whatever you know it's yeah. not just like rules they're not just like rules for the sake of having rules you know we need rest our body needs rest so we can have a good day the next day all that kind of stuff starts having new meaning right i That's, totally agree and i, I love uh, he said saints uh experiencing it again with them like that the certain things and uh we were talking about entertainment and books and stuff like that another one is wrestling i stopped watching wrestling for a while professionally you know wwe stuff and everything and now my son loves it. So I've just been reinvigorated on it. And now I've had guests on this show from different, from AEW and back, back in the day, WWE guys. Uh -huh. It's been, oh, it's, cool. it, that's a cool, like bonding thing, right? Too, like being able to bond with your children and stuff. And to your point yeah. about how they change you, you said, how old were you when you had your first kid then? So I must've been, uh, where's my math skills? Uh, 43. Okay. 43, 44. And then, yeah, pretty and late. That's the, yeah, but that's the time though. Like that first kid comes out, and you're like, uh, maybe for a couple years when they're infants, you're still partying a little bit, and then like you, they start to notice yeah. it, and you're kind of like, okay, it's time to cool it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah yeah i just wanted to be more present and yeah. you know most my kids they start their day really early mm-hmm. that's hard to do if you've been up late and yeah so all that's changed and i hear plenty of other dads or guys my age who are just like oh this is getting past my bedtime you know it's 10 o'clock yeah like i get it in my day i like i started liking that a long time ago though like when my day would start like kind of not with the sun but like when the sun's still really low and just coming up i mean that's that's great you know it's like quiet quiet there's still time to just relax before you know there's stuff to take care of but uh the kids yeah you have to do that you, cool you say that. you're so that you're 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 typically kind of a morning person um i still struggle with that i i am by force i'm a morning person now um <laughs> but uh the other thing I like is like getting out there and surfing. I know you're in Encinitas. How long have you been in Encinitas and do you, do you surf out there? Cause I, I, there's a camping spot that me and Brian from my band have gone down to and, and yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, oh, I forget the name now. I just said the name. Uh, yesterday I was talking with somebody about it. Uh, Alejo. Uh, San Alejo. San Alejo. Yeah. 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 San Alejo. San Alejo. And then I was, right, right. and then I just in May, uh, did an Airbnb out there. What, what the fuck is that? There's a cove in, in right there in Encinitas, and we were on the like, Airbnb on the cliff there. Maybe Moonlight State Moonlight, Beach. That's what it is. Yeah, Moonlight. Moonlight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Fletcher Cove just a little down, if it's a cove. But yeah, um, yeah, I know. I love being here. Um, I actually came here for not the best reasons, but like I was, I got divorced from my boy's mom. Mm. Um, that's eight or nine years ago now, and we were still in San Francisco at the time. Um, and then she wanted to move down to this area because that's where she went to high school and her mom lived over in Poway, which is inland. Okay. Here. Uh, and I, I was like, okay, well, you know, you go there. I'm going to find a place more close to the beach and we'll just share the boys still 50 50 and uh, see how that goes. And so at first I went to Del Mar. Cause it was just what I found and it was mm-hmm. closest to like getting in and out of that like interior area. That's like Poway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then I started to find the area and I was like, okay, Encinitas is where the families are and the kind of younger kids. Cause Del Mar right. is all like retirees, rich retirees and their adult children living okay. off their money. So it's like, and going to the races, ex- still going to the races with that. Yeah, money. going to the races. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, um, it didn't seem that expensive because I was had been living in San Francisco. Um, but I also saw like my kids are like, you know, who's next door? And it's like this old guy with like a, a Ferrari or whatever, right. you know, the really expensive Teslas and all that. And it's just like not really feeling like a fit in here <laughs> uh and then yeah we had we just kind of looked at encinitas had to get out of del mar because that house was falling apart and they wanted to tear it down um and when we got found this place there's like kids everywhere and the school is walking distance oh, so we they were still going to school over in poway so that's that longer drive and the audiobooks was still in effect and then and then their mom moved out of that school district and so the boys start going to school here and we walk and just like get up and you know don't need much time to get ready and walk to school and there's like 
the bro from across the street, he's also walking and kids walk on their own, but there's always some parents and like, oh, there's Oren walking by himself up there, up the block. Hey, Oren, you know, and like, want to walk with us? And it's like, yeah, let's play after school. There's that's, that's happening. That's great. I love that. Yeah. We, I, we got that in our neighborhood too. I, it, when you're bringing up the walk to school and stuff, it, it, it dawned on me like, do the do your neighbors know that you're Eric Melvin of No Effects, or do they ever mention it, or like is is it ever brought up? Because I know for me, I only bring it up because I'm curious for other people. Like the other day, this older lady that like was a grandparent was like, "Oh, I've been walking with you," and then my daughter just told me who you were, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny," you know, like <laughs> she had no idea, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They do, they do. Yeah. It, it's the word gets around, right? It always people, whether or not they let you know that they know. <laughs> yeah because yeah. there's plenty of those there's like dads or moms and they're kind of like i don't know i just feel it when people are just treating me like i guess people treat me differently for all kinds of reasons you know they just see this i'm, I'm obviously not a younger kid and i still have this dreadlocks and stuff and they're who knows what they're what that triggers in them yeah i, mean, uh, I guess what was that so if they don't know who you are and they just see that by image, do they, do they treat you a certain way based on that is what you're saying? Right. Well, I f yeah, I, f I just feel it. And sometimes it's like, you know, I'll be, you know, I'll walk up to a, just a group of parents and I'll just kind of like, Hey everybody, you know, or whatever, good morning. And like, maybe I know one of them and they go, you know, Hey Eric, you know, how's it going? And then sometimes nobody in the group even just like looks at me, you know, like I'm like, I just walked up, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm different. <laughs> when somebody walks up to me, you know, I like look at them, <laughs> you know, it's not, I don't ignore that they're there. I don't know. It's, there's so many levels to it. And, um, I, uh, gosh, we're talking so much about parenting. I wonder what <laughs> this you're, is you're, parenting drinks with parenting today. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, ah. No, it's just, real life, it's just real life shit, man. Like I just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just like talking about, uh, talking with people like yourself and getting to know what their daily life is like. I mean, you could, we'll talk about some of the high level shit at some point, but like, I'm just curious. Yeah, right, 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 <laughs> right, right. I'm thinking like, if I was listening to this podcast right now, would I be like, all right, they're just talking about their kids and some guys <laughs> like find another. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. I wanted to hear him talk about like touring and like partying and well let's get into that let's get into touring and partying <laughs> yeah, we've done, we've done tour some warp tours together those are always fun yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah totally different time it's it's easier to i'm uh to yeah to live that life when you've got a couple of nights you're out right you're out for a, a weekend or a week or two you know we we were in europe in may and it was like yeah of course staying up Till the sun comes up i mean the time changes makes it easier too. the time zone there mm -hmm. but yeah living that life and just finding something to do during the day just walking around you know looking for cool shit to see stop and have a drink in the morning just because yeah. you can you know <laughs> no shit <laughs> why not do that. especially yeah. when you're in europe man you go to you go to those those little spots with some, with some fun people watching Grab a yeah. grab a drink and a, and a light snack, and you're just like hanging with your with your buddies too. And yeah, place. yeah, you're down by a river or a walk about to walk to a castle, something like that. All that great stuff. Have a coffee, 
have some Kahlua in it or whatever. Yeah. All kinds of good stuff. Um, yeah. And just all the, all the great people you get to hang out with, you know, all those adults. Yeah. All those adults who are in other bands and stuff. When's the last time you guys did a tour? Oh, 2018, I think. Uh, yeah, it's we, been we, a little yeah. while for you. Yeah, right? it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's it's funny. That's the longest we've gone, yeah. obviously, okay. in between stuff, um, for various reasons. Yeah. Um, uh, we we ended up in Europe too. You said you were just in, in Europe in May. Um, um yeah. well, we could talk. This is kind of in hand, hand in hand, and we're talking about touring. Uh, your buddy, my friend as well, Fat Mike, mentioned something yeah. that, uh, of ne next year's your guys's last touring. Is that just hyperbole is that just uh like, yeah what's going on you there? know yeah i know it's it's sad but it's true okay. it's true it's a uh, you know we're kind of holding off on making the announcement of when the shows where the shows will be mm -hmm. because we want to actually get it together but yeah you know um <laughs> I'm like not. We're we're right in this in between. Like, am we supposed to talk about it or not? But we've actually <laughs> yeah. been. Well, well, whatever you're comfortable with. I know. I know. <laughs> we, well, I mean, I, yeah. Um, you know, we might like when this is all over, we might be get a call from like Vanessa. She's like, "You weren't supposed to talk about it yet." You're like, <laughs> Johnny, we have to re-record the podcast. No, no I don't think yeah. Vanessa told is you, it? but honestly, yeah. I record everything so that and it, this okay. won't release for a few weeks at least. Oh, okay, um, might okay, even cool. be the last episode of the of the uh, of the season, by the way, or okay. ever. I don't know, um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. it's gonna okay, be cool. so. It's gonna be okay. a little while, and I send it. I'll I'll get your number because um, yeah. I don't know why we don't have each other's numbers anyway. And I'll send yeah. you a copy of anything. And if anything, if there's anything at all before we release, you don't want in there, I'll take it out. No problem. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah. So it's it's something that well, you know, uh, let's see. It's Mike, really. Yeah. He just mm -hmm. he has for whatever reason, and I think I I I have a clue, but you know, I, I'm not really sure why why exactly but he's just it's maybe stressful anxious for him you know and he mm -hmm. just like not sure that the, it's like the that it's working for him anymore we kind of like we're all growing and growing in different directions and um so he's just been talking about it for a few years and we've been like make trying to make adjustments and of course the pandemic is just like throwing a wrench and everything but mm -hmm. um we've, we've tried to make adjustments to like see if that works better for him and it just seems like it's not so he's just like you know we got to get out he's got to get out and stop and you know i i think that we're like showing our strengths more than ever in, in the live show mm -hmm. and but he's just not feeling it so he's gotta like do what he's gotta do and he's you know we're we're brothers you know right. we've been we've got to take care of each other for whatever for whatever despite the reasons being you know to pulling us in different directions so we've we got to support him in that and you know make up let's make the biggest like 
bang as we can to get out you know on our way out have a big party celebrate 40 years 40 years of touring 40 years of recording now he he still wants to record and release records so okay there's no effects okay so yeah you know we'll see how that works because it's also like yeah they kind of go hand in hand but they don't have to you know yeah uh so we'll I mean, they're in the hip hop game. They've been doing it for years. You know, they're like I remember first time I started talking to some hip hop artists out on the road. They were they were they were surprised how many shows we were doing. They're like, "Oh, we don't ever do shows. We just release music." I'm like, "That's fucking wild to me." You know, the, coming from my world. Yeah. But it, you're right. It doesn't have to go hand in hand. You know? It's and the, the genre kind of like dip, maybe di- demands different different from their artists maybe it, I, I know I'm, that, sure. Um, I'm sure certain yeah i think you know punk rock and most of the rock things it's like i don't know everything's just kind of changing over time but i was going to say in our world yeah it's like about playing shows kind of supports the it, you know it is your connection with the bands with the fans yeah. the live shows are the way to connect with the fans and uh maybe not so much in the hip-hop world they just release music and connect with their fans that way but but yeah i mean just and you guys are about to release the second part of the double album um i got uh, right i listened to it it's it's awesome i'm i'm really stoked on it Uh, again it's different than the first part i see why you separated the two of them um but but it's it was a little dark first part was a little darker right and then you know yeah musically musically, lyrically there were you know there's still some moments in there that are very serious and stuff but too but yeah yeah it's just a reflection of what's going on with mike really just uh, coming out and and what's been going on the last few years we i think that that i don't know if i'm supposed to talk about it but the thing that happened to us in las vegas where we kind of got had a year canceled on us Mm -hmm. Um, also really affected Mike and affected us, you know, because we thought, well, I say we thought, but we, the way we always operated was that, you know, the, the punk rock world was, you know, thumbing your nose at everything and like laughing at yourself and laughing because you kind of got to laugh at, or, you know, instead of just complain and cry. And then somehow our, that 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 way we operated like leaked out into the bigger world and that had an effect back on us because mm. you know we were relying on sponsorships and stuff to tour and to do that tour that punk and droplet tour that we were right. doing and and we lost sponsorships and stuff because of it and it was like you guys we this is who we are you know you we entered in an agreement as this band and now you want you expect us to like be different. not yeah be different and it sort of didn't it didn't matter you know they just pulled the plug yeah. and then uh you know and then the pandemic happened hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
go to your happy price, price line. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. It is wild, wild time. Like everything, Ah. I forget. To be honest, I kind of forgotten about the Vegas thing and that Punk and Trouble tour. You know the or uh, Drunk and Public tour, whatever. Um, Yeah, Punk and Trouble. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm sorry to cut you off there, but I wanted to say that was that was Stone, right? That did the that did the No Effects beer, right? Stone did the No Effects beer. That was a great Uh beer. I loved that beer. (laughs) I love the can too, man. Yeah, I know. Such a great thing, and then. there was a bit of like a you know what was it confederacy of dunces at the time when it was just like all this stuff all this press was looking bad on us and tmc like loves to just like you know that's how they that's what their machine operates on like news you know and like gossip and right you know and uh so that can't fault them for that but um it just really effect it it reached so many people and then you know when sponsorships they were kind of like coming back at us like you know you got to make an apology should be do you know we need a statement and we we're like wait where this is not what we do you know and um uh the uh I think that they might have pulled the plug on the sponsorships maybe a little prematurely because it seemed like couple years later you know they were like kind of wanting to work with us again Mm. and it was like we could have maybe reacted to their reaction a little better at the time i mean of course hindsight is you know 2020 you can always see everything clearly when you're looking back on it but in the moment it was it was a tough time everybody was kind of freaking out and like i've never dealt with this before so it's yeah anyway yeah that's a, so, that's a uh, wild time man I, I mean i was i was curious how, how all that went down because uh uh you know to your point you only hear <laughs> the uh from the media side you know they and, yeah, and yeah. it's so in it, it's so interesting that they pick that out of all the things that uh come out of your guys's mouth sometimes they picked up this yeah. one thing <laughs> And and put yeah. it out there and like it was something different than everything else and then like well if you look at it in a more macro macro perspective this is no effects like they, they've always called people out or or put a satirical spin on something very serious it doesn't mean that they don't care about people or anything like that it's just that's that's part of it right yeah 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 I mean, you know we we've we've had like uh we've always had a kind of a like a friendly competition with other music genres, you know, like, um, not that it's friendly back cause they don't get it, but like, you know, it's <laughs> like, uh, you know, like to, to just, I mean, back to the vandals talking shit about like country music 
and um you know we like tease like country music fans and tease like metal fans and tease hip-hop fans and you know um all that it's not like we really want to go out and cause anybody to get shot right you know obvious i mean that's to me is so obvious but i guess that to some people that's not yeah it's like you know um and it's you know everybody reacts differently so it's kind of like hey man we're, we're not trying to get anybody killed but at the same time bands like remember the shooting at the Bataclan, you know with the eagles of death metal in paris right mm. so like we were in europe within a year after that you know wondering when we were going to get shot because there were the stuff we sing about is so political right. and um you know poking fun at extremism so it was like very real to us and we we always take a you know while we're also very serious about the violence coming to the sh coming to the concert scene we had to laugh about it like hey we play that song again we didn't get shot like hey hooray for us you know um so it was like kind of on this other level that then doesn't translate when it comes out on tmz right you know, so that that's yeah. something that's something really interesting that you just uh, touched upon there. Um, that you know, it, you make you make light of it, you make jokes um, about it, but I'm sure there's, as you said, there's real fear there sometimes when you think about the lyrics that you guys uh, put out and the music you guys put out that can rub someone the wrong way. And in this weird environment of of uh, lack of gun control, I guess, or whatever it is, I mean, that's debatable yeah I know. For whatever yeah for whatever reason yeah. i own guns but you know I, I definitely don't think it's should be easy for people to get guns i don't i don't know but at any rate with that with that i, being I a agree real, being yeah, a real I thing that being that. a real thing though like and you guys you piss somebody off like that's fucked right i mean you, that yeah does that go through your mind at yeah. every show or is it just specific shows you just try to put it out in the back of your head or or what's that like yeah, well, uh, yeah, every show, every show, you know, I wonder and I look where the exits are and the venue, is there a place where some shooter could be? Yeah, I know it's really, it's still there, that, wow. that, that concern. Um, you know, it used to be like a, f I just worry about some fan who was like, I I've had people approached me because they thought I had sex with their girlfriend on some tour in the nineties, you know? And I'm like, I don't think that was me, dude. You know, like maybe <laughs> I don't I remember. I don't remember everything. Clearly. You know, personally, I don't remember all of it. Yeah. Sorry. You know, what did she look like then? You know, whatever. What was, and, 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 um, maybe she just wanted to break up with you, dude. So she just wanted to bum you out by telling you she had sex with somebody who she thought was never going to come back to this town ever again. Right. So, you know, no, this never should have happened that you are still holding a grudge for me, you yeah. know, and without, and that person and that's, is long gone. Yeah. And that's you know? almost the fun. That's almost like the fun stuff you worry about in comparison, right? <laughs> right. You're like, man, like, I got totally. to deal with that. But totally. it's like, yeah. But when yeah, we're right. talking about Some this guy, realness, you know, is it going to sucker punch me, you know, like as right. I approach, as I walk to the stage, you know, or like, <laughs> 
And that would always be that funny. Was, You'd be like, ah, eh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he thought I had sex with his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Well, but then having the very real uh, uh, fear of what you're describing being like, we've had uh, bullets thrown up on stage before, and this was years ago, and that kind of scares. We've had certain shows, but I guess our lyrics aren't necessarily, it's not the same, right? So it's, it, um, I only bring up the comparisons to shows because I want to, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes here, like how, how that must feel to think about that every single show. You know, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's real. That's weird. I mean, look at what happened to uh, was Dimebag Daryl, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a fan, right? Yeah. Came and sh- killed him. Yeah. Right? Like, wow. Because of drama between the, the band members, essentially, right? And, and yeah, and then that person's confusion over how to handle it correctly. I mean, that's right. not exactly conflict even, resolution. Yeah. You know, that's not a way that's... I mean, they're well, not even... No. That person's not even in the inner, in the inner circle of, of what really went down between these members. Like, no, only only those members know what really went down between them, you know? And, like, yeah. To, yeah. to just yeah. read something in the press or whatever, make your own assumption about it, and then, as you said, that's an irrational reaction to all that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's an irrational reaction to excuse me, a possibly normal situation. Like, well, yeah, normal, like, okay, people aren't getting along or I don't even know why, what the conflict was between Tom Beck Darrell and his band or whatever. I don't even know, but like people talk about things, people come to, you know, they agree to disagree and all that kind of stuff. And right. you don't just shoot somebody, you know, and <clears throat> cause you're upset. It's like, that's maybe part of what's going on in the whole world with the human race is people's, you know, uh, their ability to, to handle conflict, mm. you know, in a, in an understanding kind of way, maybe. Yeah. You know, like, like, huh, what can I learn from this? Or what, what is going on? Oh, I feel that I felt that way before. And how did I, you know, like, no, I don't know. I, I, you know, and then somebody just like, maybe just says, fuck that. And like, I'm gonna go get my gun. You yeah. know, so the guns being too red, readily available, maybe, and the people people not having the ability to see other people's point of view, maybe. Or I think that's a very important thing, right there, is being able like to see that. someone else's point of view. I agree with you. It doesn't seem like it's it doesn't seem like it's a, a something that's valued in our society right now to put yourself in someone else's shoes and and really think about their perspective and where they're coming from. And maybe they do actually have some points that you haven't thought about. Or if they don't, maybe it makes you think about another fucking point. I don't know, but you just, as a human, since we're all in this, whatever this fucking life is together, we should we should probably be a little bit more kinder to people who have lived a different life, you know? I absolutely agree. I totally believe that. I mean, even people who are misbehaving in our society you know like and there's all different levels of them you know um like the the grumpy guy who just like flips you off out of his window because he thinks you cut him off in traffic right like that's like the low level just like somebody acting out maybe his wife's dying of cancer or something you know or his dad or you know somebody close to him or you know you gotta like think people have stuff going on you know you never know 
of course, it's not an excuse to for this misbehaving, but like, you know, the guy just flipped me off, whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, and, and they just didn't learn how to just like people are at their capacity they're right. full of you know capacity of handling any more shit in their lives yeah maybe maybe that's kind of what it is right now uh, I, i've never thought about it until you're just talking right there maybe that's really what it is is everyone's just kind of maybe we're getting to this point as a society where we where we are a little bit more aware of that and now it's like well now i gotta worry about someone else's shit too like <laughs> it's just right. like and then the pandemic and fucking the whole world's like seeing if and if you watch the news every single day something's on fire something's blowing up yeah there's there's never good news anymore yeah, apparently i know right we have <laughs> and we have more access to like the most remote corners of the world right. so it's like fuck the I, news, I, I stopped watching the news the, last year man i was like fuck i can't do it anymore. oh yeah yeah but it's everywhere i get it in my social media yeah. too which I, also is a thing it's <laughs> but it's, it's like it's combing this machine this like news machine yeah is combing the farthest reaches of the planet for like the tiniest bit of alarmism you know like oh you need to worry about this now like oh fuck like i'm not saying you don't need to worry about it but like it's been happening all over the world for a yeah, this isn't anything Decades, new. Hundreds this isn't years. anything yeah. new that's Just the problem that, is now like we know more about it and now and there's a strange culture that's happened where we're really getting more and more de de divisive, divisive, divisive. We're being being more being divided more. Yeah. Because um, you know, over American politics, and um, and people some somehow this part seeped in. It seems to me that where another person's decisions will affect my life, so that has turned people into this like all oh, they're wrong and and they're fucking up my world so now they're my enemy mm. and instead of like seeing some of the subtleties i mean it's right that's true in a way that like that person's decision to have voted for that politician or voted for that proposition or something has affected my life negatively and um at the same time, gotta like see why, look for why. <laughs> I'm not running out of steam on this one. Like, <laughs> it is. It's so, it's just so frustrating. It can it be is, so frustrating. Yeah. But, you know, does it have to be so stressful? And like, life is full of adversity. I think that's all it is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's all it really is, is one adversity after another. I mean, you, <laughs> right. and then you, you get, you, you come up for air every once in a while and have some fucking fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like thinking about just like back to my science fiction fantasy, like mm -hmm. mindset. I like thinking at times that we're, I, my soul, my spirit, whatever lives on some other plane, some other dimension. And, this consciousness is here for like almost like like an audiobook like i'm like oh, i'm gonna go like check out some kind of lesson yes uh so i'm gonna go live this consciousness on planet earth as a human being and and see what i learn out of that you know and like 
so this is what I'm doing now, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> and you forgot why you're, yeah, yeah, no, dude, forgot. I hundred percent have the same it's, fucking thought. I'm not lying like that. It's yeah, like, it like I want to, in a I, weird way. Yeah, like, or, or yeah. even if it's not all a different consciousness, it's like, maybe there isn't another consciousness. Yeah. You're just a bunch of particles flying through and you're like, and like ha by happenstance, you're flying through the, through the universe and you're like, let's put all these particles together and go see what that's about for a minute. And it yeah, flies yeah, by, like right? That that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and then because we're in this body and we're sort of like, you know, we have to live by certain rules of physics and chemicals and all that stuff. So now we have to like feed ourselves and we have to sleep. You know, we learn these things of how to, how to make this life work or whatever and work with the adversity that we have. Cause like, right. We're, we're every second we're dying right every second we're you know we've used heartbeats that we you know whatever you've got you only have so many million heartbeats yeah, yeah something like that so you know so we have to live with that and um isn't it wild though all those rules and physics that you just talked about like isn't that wild when you really think about what that is like even the laws of nature there's actual laws and restrictions instead of not you know what i mean i'm not saying that there's nothing wrong it's just a weird concept to me that I'm starting to wrap my head around. I don't know if, if you've had these thoughts of like, well, it's obviously some sort of simulation. I'm not saying it's a fucking matrix or anything like that, but there's laws to your point. There's physics, there's laws that we can, that there's limits that we can, that, that we have. Why do we have limits? Like what are, like, what is that? Like, that's clearly a, const a construct of some kind. I'm not saying I know anything, just there's, there's clear things that happen, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, why yeah. do they, like, what is that? Why is there, why is there a ceiling on everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. And maybe there, and there's some things that probably, if they, maybe they don't have a restriction, but we, we're not aware of them. So we don't our use them or yeah, our perception, like, you know, that whole thing of like, we only see a certain uh, spectrum of light yes and there might be other dimensions happening you know talk to my buddy tom delong about that he like loves that stuff and i we had coffee well it's kind of is that a year ago already and he told me more about his his knowledge he gave me some more of his knowledge about this in extra dimensional um theory Theory, yeah. That, it's all theory. You know, no one, we don't know anything. We just kind of guess along well, the way. Right? But but maybe we know on this other dimension. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they got it figured out over yeah. there, dude. Because right, <laughs> right, I'm fucking right. lost. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> now that's so Tom. Yeah. So you had sat down Tom with Tom DeLong from yeah, the yeah. way too, and he's you know people have known over the years now that he you know, what used to be considered crackpot theories he was following. Everyone's kind of scratching their heads, going. You might have been on to something now. Um, you've been friends with him mm -hmm. for years, though, so you sit down and have a conversation. Uh -huh. hes I've never met Tom. Um, mm -hmm. is, is, he's pretty knowledgeable at this. He knows his shit. He's not just, like, reading uh, something on... Oh, yeah. He's like right? a... Yeah, dude. He's like a lecturing professor in... in. I don't even know what to label that realm of knowledge, but part of it is extra-dimensional theory i guess um and you know he kind of like we all, we were just sitting for coffee and there was only enough time for him to like blow my mind 
on so many levels so he was like kind of taking it easy on me but he's he's a sweetheart when i first moved to the area um i remembered that he lives down here and i was like hey buddy i'm i'm moving i don't know anybody you know and he's like yeah well when you get here you know what date are you getting here yeah all right well let's uh come over to let's meet at this beach and i'll introduce you to some friends we'll just have a barbecue and some beers and so yeah i met his brother i met a bunch of his friends and i met his wife at the time and um like those some of those people i met that first time uh i still know and are, i still think are really great people mm. so he was definitely he definitely blessed us with just that network of really nice people that he knows down here so i'm forever thankful to him and i reach out to him once in a while he's freaking busy that guy yeah he's well now i mean yeah just getting back together with the rest of the guys uh, with uh, uh travis and mark and doing oh my link, gosh yeah i can't right even imagine i'm so happy for them to do that too i mean i saw blink when at music down here um in orange county uh, uh, yeah. uh, with the other guitar player, drawing a blank. What, what was his name? Do you remember Matt with Matt, Matt Skiba? Skiba, yeah, that's yeah. right. It was still great. Don't get me wrong. I think Matt's great, but it's just something about yeah. that about having Tom back. I think is oh, yeah. is exciting yeah. for for everybody. And his voice, and you know, yeah, and yeah, totally. I know. I can't. I, when the announcement came, it really blew my mind because I've been wondering what was keeping that from happening for so long. Mm -hmm. So you know what it's like when you make an announcement like that usually there's been months if not a year of planning before that so you know yeah. he's been probably already dealing they knew, with that yeah they knew what they were doing a long time ago <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah totally. it's interesting when i saw so the announcement for... it's so funny because I, I i you know i check out youtube you know every once in a while on my phone you know like like most of us do and i'm going through and it's it, it, yeah it shows me the algorithm it shows me what i might be interested in sometimes and somebody was talking i, I wasn't going to bring this up but now that we're talking about blink 182 someone was i saw videos of people about people talking about a beef between no effects and blink 182 and i was like that doesn't make any sense to me so right. i didn't watch no. the videos again yeah. <laughs> i just right. looked at the headline and was there like yeah, i don't know yeah. i'm gonna look at something else that's cool you're you're teaching the algorithm <laughs> like i don't want you're that. like okay this isn't working yeah this isn't feeding i'm like I, I have i happen to know a few of these guys i don't think there's much of a beef here <laughs> there's definitely not there's definitely not yeah not not any beef at all right it, it, okay what maybe was being referred to was uh at some point we made a shirt <laughs> in our sense of humor yeah. that was a picture of blink with matt and it just said no effects like because it was a no effects shirt but it was oh, a picture funny. of those guys instead and it was like you know i don't know we just thought it was like funny and it was kind of a little bit of it's not like even talking shit or anything it was just yeah. like it was more like goofing around with the fans maybe like do you really know who's in which band or not something like that <laughs> i didn't you know? realize that was that one yeah, never yeah. mind until you just described that part of yeah it. <laughs> you know something like that it's sort of yeah and whatever and let's just see you know so um yeah that might be the only thing so there's no beef but yeah. again that that's that, pretty funny that though. like news and media machine is just combing for like let's stir some shit up let's oh, stir some shit up. we need to stir shit up yeah we need to feed feed our you know feed our fans and it, it doesn't matter what they're getting fed <laughs> yeah no and that's yeah we talked about that and i mean everyone talks about that at ignosium when you're 
in entertainment, like people who are in it. I, I've had this conversation with so many different people. Like you just want people to like, and this is kind of why I started doing this show. Cause I just want people to like, see the long form conversation, get things in context, stop grabbing these fucking headlines and shit. Like it's just, it's not reality, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. It, and once people start seeing that, that it's like, you know, it's like eating candy or something. It like, it feeds some buzz for that second, but there's no substance to it. There's no nutritional right. value. It's not like informing you, your brain in any healthy kind of way. I totally But agree. yeah, but like getting, having, having Tom in this, like not exactly this neighborhood, but, but yeah, like Close. we could meet, we could meet in like a 10 minute drive from each other. It's really awesome. I mean, he's got like, and he's, he's just, I don't know how long ago he was, he was building a studio at his place and we were talking about like me coming to the studio not exactly to work with him but in his studio because i need a studio because mm -hmm. i've got uh, this is something we should maybe talk about a little bit i've got a solo project i've been working on oh shit awesome for a man. few years yeah i know we can get into some music while we're yeah, here we're, yeah we might as well that's probably what people tune in for you know they're like these yeah, two yeah. musicians from two different bands that i like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. hey how's your we kids with, yeah, with <laughs> kids being a dad sponsorships yeah you got a solo project though thanks seven, melvin you're hosting the show two, now it was two minutes <laughs> well you know i mean i guess we could have started with like what do you want to talk about but yeah you know, yeah yeah it was, it just <laughs> no no no, no that's we not were... that's not how we, how i work here we just go off the cuff. yeah right 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 totally. <laughs> no planning More necessary natural. yeah for sure well so what's the so, talk yeah. about the uh, so yeah i've been um you know i i've back when you know, no effects was still, well, whatever, we're still soaring. But when we were busy, I was, I was, um, always playing guitar on my computer. Cause I have all these different, you know, I was experimenting with different software and stuff to do that. And it's easy, you know, headphones, a guitar, and I've got drum machines and whatnot. And I just started playing more and more with that. And I was really, I always liked nine inch nails and like back even earlier, killing joke, uh, the screamers, so like synths and like industrial style samples, stuff is what they call it, right? industrial, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the prodigy is like you know, is like a electronic band that's you is like punk influenced mm -hmm. electronic dance music or something. I don't know what that's probably not what they call themselves at all, but um, uh, so I just kept experimenting with that and. Uh, gosh, back into the nineties, even I was trying to figure out samplers and how to use them. And, uh, the computer just made it easier and easier. So I just yeah. started writing little bits and I was like, God, it's so great. This would be so fun to play live. Um, and then I did like, I took a no effects riff that worked really well over a beat and played it for Mike. And he was like, I bet, I bet there's a, like an album here where you could do this. And, um, so, uh, I just kept working on it and it was great. It, it, um, so I ended up working at his house some more at his studio and re recorded like 12 songs and we decided on seven and to release it. And Mike's got a new label that he's kind of like doing outside of punk rock stuff 
so he's got his like kind of hip-hop band he's producing what is that called now the the label now the label bottles to the ground bottles to the ground okay bottles to the ground so like uh yeah one of the no effects song Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Uh, so, you know, so that was supposed to be released already. This, and I was calling it the Melvinator. The Melvinator. The Melvinator. <laughs> and I, I'd been DJing as the Melvinator like forever, you yeah. know. Um, so while I was doing that, though, I was also working on it was solo stuff, you know, because I'm like, what do I want to sing about? What would, you know, I really enjoy with electronic music, how you can mess with like certain rhythmic things that are really hard to do with like a live drummer mm-hmm. or like certain sounds that, really hard to get with it with it just a regular guitar although now we've got our fractal yeah audio accent i know, you, were, I know you, and, you and brian were talking when we were at the studio doing that linoleum shoot uh, yeah 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 totally excited about you were yeah. going through and like he was like dude he's like really knowledgeable about all this shit <laughs> cool. yeah what's that do you remember that studio that engineer's name that was there yeah nick fingbard Nick, yeah, yeah, yeah. He and I were going to get together. Uh, and I feel so bad. I was just like I got too crazy with the kids, and oh. I was like, "Oh, can we do it the next week?" And then, "Can we do it the next week?" And then, like, I think he just gave up on me, and I <laughs> feel like I, I didn't. I, I got to reach a out better, to him. A, yeah, it's, it. it's more of a drive for you. I mean, especially if you got Tom's yeah, down there, uh, you know, it makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I was also at the same time working on solo stuff, and um, just like the solo stuff i keep refining i've got seven songs there too but trying to find a label for that and it's it's punk and there's some like more just like what no effects used to do more like sort of simple hardcore okay you now but i was doing it with these drum machines and synths so it's like i'm not sure where that where that belongs you know but i want to try and find another label to release that and both of these projects are you know me and my guitar and my voice doing them it's just one's like no effects covers and then this other one's um originals stuff i've written stuff i like to write about 
So what was the what was the riff? Do you remember the riff that you uh, put the you originally showed Mike that you had taken? You said you took a no effects riff. And yeah, yeah. It? Uh, it was suits and ladders. Okay, song suits and ladders. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. got that cool like it's kind of fast and it's got it's kind of a pedal riff where it's like a a low note and some high notes back and forth and yeah. So um, it was uh, yeah the that I was I was also playing a lot with noticing the BPMs of, of songs and what works in certain, and a lot of trance is like in this 120 to 130 BPM range. And then um, I also did Bottles to the Ground, which is like in the 80s or, you know, 160. So mm -hmm. um, that gets more like drum and bass. And uh, there's a lot of like, especially the last, I don't know, five years, I've been hearing more drum and bass coming out of like east europe like hungary romania um where it's freaking hardcore it's like super distorted and um you know the what little vocals there are are singing are talking about like yeah like frame of consciousness mindsets and um which is like kind of like what to me, what like old school East Coast hardcore, which was the original emo to me, was what they were singing about, sort of like consciousness, what you're thinking about, what you're feeling. It's like that's what kind of original emo was, you know, and then sort of the emo term got sort of hijacked by uh, another genre of music. I don't think that that's not you guys, right? You guys are like you guys are like a proper metal band. I think so. <laughs> I don't. I don't know anymore, man. No, honestly, like I think about that too. Like people like ask, oh, you know, you get the same thing. You know, oh well, what do you do? Because you know, we got tattoos. We look different. What do you do for a living? And you're like, I'm a musician in a band. You'd say the band. The next question is, what band? Okay, you'd say the band. Oh, what kind of music is it? Is usually yeah, the follow up. And I'm really? always like. I don't know, man. It's hard rock. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. If you don't know, it, like, what am I going to explain to you? Our entire catalog, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Right, like, it's different, right, man. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And I say punk rock. Yeah, you know, it makes it easy. Oh, and they don't. It's, yeah, they still don't know. <laughs> like punk rock. Oh, uh, like the police? No, I don't know. no, they don't know what to say. Yeah. It, it's. I find it funny. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disparaging you guys out there who might be listening or watching that have done that before. Don't feel bad. It's. It's it's one of those times where it's it's okay to be ignorant sometimes. I'm ignorant to a lot of things. You know, it's like I just mm -hmm. I'm not in that world, so that's why. Yeah. Sometimes I want to ask a question. It might be a dumb question to that person because it seems so obvious to them, but that just goes back to our perceptions and our and our putting ourselves in other people's shoes. Like, of course they mm -hmm. don't know. I don't expect you to know. You know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, 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 and that's yeah, right, and that's okay, and that's actually good that gives us something to talk about right totally you don't know or i don't know and let's like let's like let's ask some questions and have yeah. a conversation yeah, and yeah. Then, oh and which reminds me that I've, I've i've also been so like a year and a half maybe two years ago now i took an online course in life coaching it was called transformational life yeah, I, coaching. Heard, I heard you so, so you're offering University. to do that now right yeah yeah i've been doing that for Gosh, I've got mm, almost a hundred hours of coaching just in the That's last it. year and a half. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of it. Yeah, it was. It's been great. It's great because it's like I can have conversations 
about things that like are meaningful you know i mean it's you know what it's like you're in a band people go like you know uh you know what's your band like what's that like or whatever or, or what's your favorite place to play and it's kind of like you know, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's absolutely. a really hard question. It's, a hard, it's just a hard question so. to be. Yeah, yeah that's one. Yeah. It's like, what's your favorite yeah. country to visit? It's like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. There's something great about all these countries. It's like, it's like, yeah. I don't know. So it's hard. Yeah, and, and yeah, then you don't so want to disparage a different one, you know, and be like, it's yeah. Just, yeah, there's so many different reasons to like, like so many different places. There's yeah. like, you know, the food or the venue size of the crowd. What it was like, a certain night was on or wasn't on. Yeah, yeah. And if but, you have time, um, you go but, into that. We, you're like, yeah, I like this country for the right for, like this this reason, for the yeah. cuisine. But if you don't have time, yeah. it's just kind of a on the surface conversation. Yeah. You're kind of like, fuck, man, I don't know. <laughs> right, right. It's a it's like a conversation killer kind yeah, of yeah, totally. In a way. But yeah, but, you're saying, but I can have these conversations, yeah, with people about things that matter to mm -hmm. to everyone, and you know, like what makes us happy, gives us fulfillment. What's what's working, something we're hoping for to do, you know, I mean, I talk to somebody who's got like a specific business that they've been running forever and, but they want to do this bit of art or they've always liked, you know, back to college, they were a painter or something and they're trying to find a way to like make, bring that back to their lives. And um, something as simple as that, it's really hard to do sometimes when you're trying to just do it all in your head, you know, yeah. make it work and, so you know i i did some training in how to coach people through things like that like ask the right questions and or ask helpful questions and get them thinking and i've had plenty of people just go like oh, i hadn't thought about it like that or i hadn't thought about that or yeah. now that you say that and plenty of times too on the calls you know it goes really well nice conversation about um whatever it is that's important to them and um you know, maybe I'll get an email or I'll get another rebooking from them like a month later. And they're like, yeah, you know, about a week after our conversation, I started thinking about this. So in a certain, in a different way or something. So mm. plenty of times it's not like an instant they've had a light go on in their heads. Sometimes it takes like a week or two and it sifts through. And then they're like, I see how that's different or how that's more attainable or something like that so that's really rewarding and and it's a great yeah. great for me to do funny i had um a great talk with brian baker i'll just name drop right there <laughs> and he um he said something funny to me i hope he doesn't mind that i'm sharing this now he was like you know in my world i know a lot of musicians and artists and um quirky people who are creative and it's like but it's like real like neat what's the word like it's real um like a niche people mm -hmm. who are living on these fringes and stuff mm -hmm. and but he thought it was so interesting that i'm talking to like fans i'm talking to a lot more like people who are different walks of life right yeah different walks of life something like that and it's funny. It sounds a little different as I'm repeating it, and I'm not repeating exactly. <laughs> that, the way we, we have now. quoted by Brian Baker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, sorry, dude. But you know, it's 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 also really nice to hear um, people 
a lot of people I'm talking to are dealing with kind of the same things. You know, they want to do something more with their life or they want to like find something else to expand their fulfillment. And that's what coaching does as opposed to like psychotherapy coaching does. Okay. I was going to ask um, like, what the difference, um, what, if there was much. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like looking at somewhere looking forward where, where you want fulfillment and changes you want to make hopefully in a positive way. That's, you know, a new path and psychotherapy is kind of like generally speaking more like about past trauma and dealing with things like that that might have developed into i suppose proper disorders mm-hmm. and finding a way of of healing those things healing trauma and and that's not what i'm there for but but we do a lot of looking back at like well, when you did this, then, you know, if it was painting you did in college, you know, what, what was that like? And maybe they just didn't have a place to sit down to do it, but then they did, you know, something as simple as that. Oh, I could just get a canvas and put it next to my kitchen table, you know, for now and see, you know, how that works in. And, and, so and that, those you know. things, they seem so obvious sometimes to people once they see it. But, you know, again, when you're, trying to do it as a person on your own um it's really hard there's you know emotions involved and there's disappointment and shame and guilt and um just fear yeah you know fear of all kinds of different things what if i start doing it again it's not as good as i remember it being in college you know like it's 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 real and it'll slow people down and lead to procrastination yep and stuff and um, anyway, so yeah, I, I love it. Super fulfilling for me, and, and you get to you get to put that uh, that outside looking in kind of thing. It's easier to see when, like, like working with a producer or something. A producer is supposed to be that person who kind of looks at it in, in a more macro perspective when you're working on a on a piece of art, you know. And they could kind of go, and as you're point, pointing out, you know, it's kind of pointing out things that look obvious to everyone else, but when you're in it, it's like down here, you know. So. Yeah, it's great. It's great for me to be seeing that because I am. I'm also working on my music and I'm on my computer and I've got my microphone out and I'm like, wow, this is great. I'm really stoked on it. Where does it go? You know, from here Mm -hmm. or and I start working on like the drum beat, you know, or something that's like not actually going to get me to that next step. (laughs) And so I have been looking for because I'm also dealing with my own fears of my own, you know, whatever inabilities or whatever. And like, um, but uh, I've worked with a couple different writing partners and different producers. And I'm looking, always looking for other people to work with. And um, of course, with a very small time, uh, you know, uh, window of availability because i've got all this family and band and career other career going on but i'm always looking for other people to work work with and i love um bringing together different genres like the drum and bass there's there's a lot going on there that i think sounds a lot like punk rock to me but there's just no lyrics there's no guitars so it's like i kind of want to do that but i don't want to just do that either but um yeah i just i just love it and there's over the next year there's going to be some some eric melvin you know solo stuff coming out 
So I'm, yeah, I'm really excited. It's, it's really fun. And I also see my coaching. I kind of coach myself, you know, like, okay, um, you know, what is it that's going to bring this out and don't forget to enjoy the process. You, you're not just getting to the finish line, you know, not just getting it released and moving on to the next thing. It's like, enjoy, like getting the right words together, getting the right, the message, you know, in a way that feels right to me. And because we're all individuals and it's all different for all of us. Get that's that so cool. I cannot wait to hear that, man. That sounds I like that. Oh, cool. Sounds really Thanks, cool. Man. I'm 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 I'm, I'm very happy for you. you. Sound like it's in a good space. I want to get back to a little bit more no effects though before I let you go. Um, with the new record, uh, the second part of the of the record coming out, I noticed I was listening to it. There's quite a bit more singing parts for you. I feel like on on the second part, uh, maybe uh, I don't know yeah. how you feel about that, but uh, there was there was definitely more on the album, and I was like. Uh, and it just made me think about it. It's something I never asked Mike, Smelly, or yourself, or anybody. Like, how do you guys decide who's singing what parts? Is, are those the parts that you brought in, or? Well, yeah, no, no. Um, usually Mike has written it for me. You know, he's written something for me, and then we'll go into the studio and start recording it, and then it starts developing more. Like, oh, that's great. Now do it on this part where you, there wasn't a singing part before. Mm-hmm. It's funny because people don't remember that no, when NoFX started, we were three people and Mike and I, we tried to get a singer. And I mean, this is like 40 years ago, you know, <laughs> does this matter at all now? Well, you know, Mike and I took turns singing back yeah, then. Yeah. But then as he wrote more and more music, he just wrote it for himself to sing. And, you know, I got, I had, parts where it's just like you know an accent of like shouting or whatever and Mm -hmm. and that was cool but then i don't know i mean mike just decided there was some things that he wanted me to sing and then uh like when we do stick into my eye live at some point he was just like it's just too high for me to do (laughs) no without (laughs) killing my voice when i was at when i was at the uh uh the the album you played the album in entirety at fatty's house and i was there and i was like this is awesome i love this record and you know sticking in my eye came and you were singing so i'm gonna have him sing (laughs) yeah yeah just sing the whole thing yeah it was just too it's just it's hard to sing up that high you know it is it's a lot of like work and if you're not quite like whatever ready for it or in in good you know voice shape yeah you know you're gonna break something how do you yeah, do how so. do you do you do you uh take that seriously do you, i mean different levels of different singers i've it, there's no right or wrong answer obviously uh, not that i need to tell uh, you all of it yeah I'd, I'd say i take all of it seriously like every show i warm up for the show on my guitar i like to play and think about the parts that i've you know weren't so steady last show or whatever so i'd go over them again because mm. i'm not really a very well-trained guitar player i'm more like a performer you know than a mm-hmm. than a you know i mean i feel that, not, i feel I'm, that way too man <laughs> yeah yeah i know I, I, yeah it's like a, a lot of things where it's like a lifelong dream you're never going to attain the goal you just mm-hmm. keep working towards it right absolutely and um and and singing too i i do some warm-ups my voice luckily a, a few years ago we got karina in our band 
to be a keyboardist and a backup vocalist. And so she has, she's a very serious, very talented singer, vocalist. So she always has her warm up and I just kind of copy what she does. You sell it in the next I go room. to the other room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've got her in like Hefe, like warming up with these yeah. golden voices and they're even harmonizing together. And I'm in the other room going like, ah, ah, you know. <laughs> Not, not really, but you know, yeah, yeah, no, I'm trying to you. warm it up, you know, and yeah, I drink yeah. some hot tea and stuff because you know, yeah, um, you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't want to go out there and completely crack your voice or fuck it up because then that, that's what I was asking yeah. to more. So I was like, because you want that longevity too, right? You can't just a lot of people think, oh, we wouldn't just go out there and sing. It's like, nah, man, like I could, but that would be a one off. And then I got other shows yeah. the rest of the week, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially, especially if you got a show the next night or over the next yeah. few nights. Yeah, you're like, yeah, take it easy. Not take it easy, but you just got to like, yeah, take care of what you're just doing. Just take care. Yeah, yeah. Just like anything uh, else. Plain too, yeah. man. Like, I like that you pointed out, like, if you didn't feel good about a certain part and it's coming up on the next show, you, you go back to it and go, like, all right, don't fuck this one up tonight, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it? Oh, it's when my when I move my hand from the this fret to that fret to get grab that next riff or chord, that's where I just kind of like, oh, that's where I Okay, so I'll just go over that part a couple of more times. And yeah. Maybe then start playing around with that. Okay, what if it was a different chord instead, you know? And like, just to make it fun. Yeah. Instead of just doing the same thing over and over again. Did yeah. well. I've, I've, uh, well. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say we're we're over time, but no, no, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm good with it. I appreciate the time, though, man. I was just gonna let you go. I appreciate it. There's so much more we could get into, and I hope we do over the next, uh, you know, several years of of, uh, of this friendship. I, I really appreciate the time, man. Really excited for the new record. Excited for next year. I'll be coming out to whatever those last shows are, um, hmm. and, uh, and and checking out because I I've. I've always been a huge fan of, of you and, and the rest of the boys and, and no facts of obviously since since I was 12 years old, I've been uh, listening to you guys love it. So appreciate, totally. appreciate the time, man. Yeah. I, I, I love our friendship too. I really, I do. And I was, I was so happy when we did that video together because it kind of like gave us just more reason to hang out, work together. Yeah. You know, work. yeah I love that. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm hoping if I hope you have me back on when I have my, uh, my solo stuff released and stuff and we can get together and talk some more about Absolutely. all of it. Maybe maybe in person too, maybe come back and come down and show me show it to me before it's gonna release and then we could talk about oh. it and maybe even hit I'll the bar that. a little bit. I don't know if you've been drinking or, or not, but like No, I'm good with drinking, yeah. I'm I'm okay to just have some drinks. So awesome, <laughs> yeah. Man. Very cool. Yeah, well, we'll, I love that. we'll we'll put that on the docket. I'll uh um cool. I'll uh I'll I'll text you or we'll, we'll exchange numbers here in a second. I'm just gonna put a bow on this. Um, thank you again, and thanks for everyone at home watching and listening. Really appreciate it. Eric Melvin got the new record coming out for NoFX, and apparently their last touring coming out in 2023. And uh, we'll, yep. we'll see we'll see what happens with Melvin on his solo stuff, and uh, obviously the life coaching and so much more. We'll be we'll be in touch, and uh, I'll let you guys know some stuff too. Cool. Cheers. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Johnny. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thanks to Eric Melvin for being on the show and having such an open conversation with me and allowing me to record it and send it out to you guys. Really appreciate that. That's one of the things that I think is really cool about this show is, um, you know, for, for the entire time that I've been doing it, I'm trying to figure out and hone in what podcasting is all about and uh, having conversations with peers and other people in the uh, entertainment 
industry at large, I guess, uh, overall rather. And uh, it's just cool to have these people open up to me and uh, on, a, on a cool level and allowing me to record it and giving it out to you guys. I think that's cool because these are very awesome, real conversations we're having here and have been having. Um, that's taken me to the end of this uh, year. And we're going to be taking a bit of a hiatus for a while, guys. Um, I'm not sure what the future holds for Drinks with Johnny, but I do know I've had an absolute blast. I love every single one of you listeners and every single one of my guests have been awesome, gracious, took a chance on uh, on me, especially some of the early ones. So I just want to say I really appreciate every single one of our guests. Uh, these episodes are going to live up um, in the archives. So... If you haven't checked out all the episodes, now's the time. Uh, go back. There's some great guests that, even if you don't know who they are, I, I implore you to go listen and learn a little bit, uh, a little bit more about them and uh, what they do and who they are as people because they're all great. They're all great. And uh, I couldn't, couldn't have had a better time doing four seasons of Drinks with Johnny. Um, really appreciate you guys for listening. Excuse me, my uh, cup of coffee is going down a little funny. Um, but uh, yeah, just want to thank you guys. Uh, don't know what we're going to be doing for the next couple of weeks and then uh, going into the new year. But this was our last guest, uh, official guest of Drinks with Johnny here this year. Um, we'll see what next year holds. There's a lot of fun stuff happening in my other, you know, my little side project, Avenge Sevenfold. So I'm going to focus in on that for a minute. And then uh, see what we're going to do here with Drinks with Johnny, how we can improve it, um, if we're going to continue doing it at all. <laughs> That's going to be up to me, Sam, and Brando. I want to thank those guys, too. Uh, couldn't have done this project without them. Really appreciate it. So uh, until next time, as always, cheers. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. Yes, rock everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!